The following content will feature a remastered version that is entirely recorded in auto-tune. Start the show. Maybe. You never know. I I mean, it can happen. (laughs) All you got to do is... I got excited. Legit excited. You don't do the robot voice. (laughs) Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the weekend foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. And due to popular demand, by popular demand I mean um, due to a very specific demand from Jess, a.k.a. the Curly Nerd... What up, uh, Jess? We are at, we are finally presenting this episode. She um, hit me and my my dude up early today, who we both have podcasts, and she was like, "Where are my podcasts? Um, I'm supposed to have a Monday morning." Oh, I was like, oh. "I mean, which, what it is is what it is is um, you know things happen. Um, you know, had to do some stuff this weekend, but uh, look." Here it is. Oh, we got a we got a badass over there. Yeah, I'm like here we here we go. This is it right here. So you know, I'm, I'm never gonna be I'm never gonna be mad at a high demand. Where's my podcast? I'm never gonna be mad at a high demand for the podcast. So shout out to Jess. Uh, love you. Love your work on Curly Nerd. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Love you to death. You know what I'm saying? Um, it is episode. 115? 115. Yeah. Damn. Getting on up there, man. All the way live from how's 115. Your, how was your week, D. Randall? Uh, you know, I'm I'm back on water again. Okay. That, okay. Uh, that should that should that should tell you. I'm gonna put a little extra pour in here uh, for see, you in your name. You put a little damage in there. Yeah. Put a little damage in there. Uh you know, just had to kind of finish off things for work. I'm I'm taking this whole week off. Okay. To um, you know, rest, relax, and do all the things that my parents assigned to me when I'm supposed to be resting and relaxing. Because <laughs> once they know that I'm chilling, oh, that's when they strike. It's a wrap. That's oh, when they strike. That's mommy, how it works. Mommy, hit me up today. I see a car in the driveway. <sighs> yeah. Uh, remember that shed that we started on back in February? Oh, yeesh. Yeah, he he brought that up. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. We gotta lay down some. We gotta lay down a brick foundation for it. Okay. What you doing tomorrow? Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Let's go ahead and get your schedule, bro. Like, I'm taking the week off. So, you, you can't help your parents? So, what do you do? Come on, <laughs> They got to hit you with that one. Come on, man. You know, your mom's cooking. <laughs> oh, God damn. You know, like, just damn. all the, just, uh, niggas. Oh, boy. They, 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 they hit you with the one-two combo. Um... How was your week? My week, well, okay. So my week was kind of I, I, I did get a couple of reviews out. Um, but it was actually kind of low, low key, kind of restful. I early in the week I got a little overzealous with the workout mm. and decided I was gonna go for a run. But what happened was mm. Mm. I I got I got fully suited up in my little at my little little neoprene sweat joint. Yeah. 
Oh man, you put, went, you went full Martin Lawrence on him. Put that on it. Put the little sweat belt under it, <laughs> and had a shirt on in this bitch. Cause I was going. Cause I had gotten up early. I had done a good shoulder circuit. I was going extra hard, and I was extra motivated because I was trying to compete with these young motherfuckers. Cause the first thing I saw that morning was that Michael Michael B. Jordan had made Sexiest Man Alive or some shit. Yeah, we're not we're not quite there. We're not there. You're not quite there. Yeah. So I got up. I was like, man, fuck that shit. Twenty twenty one gonna be a new motherfucking day. Hmm. The rebrand is at hand. Yeah. Twenty twenty two. I made the trip back, and it was getting a little warm outside, because this is Houston. Mm-hmm. That headache started kicking in. Dehydration. <sighs> Hit me with that one-two combo. <laughs> Got me the fuck up out of there all day. I recovered the next day. Even the weights were looking intimidating. Yeah, boy. Maybe I should just uh maybe I should just chill this week, you know. Uh, you know, just So the le- the moral of that story is You're not gonna be Michael B. Jordan. No. No. That's that's the moral. No. Uh stop watching Creed two before you that, that before you get your workout in. Yeah. <laughs> That's the moral yeah. of the fucking story. You know, I used to, back in the day, I used to watch, like, the Rocky movies and try to emulate the montage. Fuck yes. I'd be done, like, 30 seconds in. Like, nah, we good. So, yeah. Uh, I am I guess I'm just going to have to work on having a personality that women like. Just be a nice guy. And funny. Yeah. Uh, That'll get you further, anyway. I was a little, I was a little worried about, I was a little worried about, well, maybe, maybe girls will just start liking you for your personality. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> as much as you, as much as you like them for theirs. Fair, okay, fair enough. All right, we'll do that. We'll we'll make that little trade off. <laughs> um, so that was my shit, and here I am now, uh, back at the at least back at the workouts to stay in shape and keep my blood pressure down and shit there like that. That's good. Um, flowers this week go to Missy Mister Meter Elliot. Hmm. Nice. I just thought it was a cute story that Missy Elliott, the god, Missy Elliott bought a fan on Twitter a wedding dress. Um, really? She, she, they, they put on the, they, they, they posted that they were going through it because of the pandemic and that they had planned to get married this year and that things weren't looking so good. And, you know, the putting the wedding together is still a struggle and trying to keep it socially distanced. And, you know, anything where you have to have extra precautions than you previously would is going to cost more money. Right. Missy decided to buy it to just pay for the wedding dress. Well, damn. It, this is not, now this is not an enormous heal the, heal the world, save the children thing. But I thought this was amazing, one, because it is a reminder that social media can be used for good and that social media is not the cesspool everyone seems to think it is and that good things can come from this, that it that it makes the world smaller and it brings people together that would not have previously been so. Very true. Um, celebrities have more access to the people that listen to them and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You have more access to your celebrities and it's not just about dragging them or asking them for accountability. It's a, it's about getting to know the people that you, that you consume. Yeah. And it, and it's good to see, you know, just human acts of 
non-promotion. You know that and it's Tax. it's kind of like when uh, Dwayne Wade was walking by that that couple, the couple on the beach, and the guy was proposing. Did you ever see that from a few weeks back? I did not see this. There was a couple proposing on the beach somewhere, and Dwayne Wade just happened to be him and somebody else. They just happened to be walking by the beach, and you just see Dwayne Wade in the background of the photo, like. He was hamming it up a little bit, obviously, but sure. he just he just happened to get caught in the shot right. of this guy proposing on the beach, and he was like, <gasps> "Oh, he photobombed him!" Yeah, shit. he photobombed him, and and they just kind of jokingly called him over, and he came over, and he was like, "Hey, you know what's up?" And got you know got into the like their actual photos with them, and you know, hey, the guy shot his shot, and was like, "Hey, you're invited to our wedding," and Dwayne was like, "Shit, I'd love to come." That's wonderful, and it just it's just. Seeing like genuine displays of happiness, and it, it wasn't again, it wasn't a moment of self promotion, it was just a guy that just happened to see a, a very happy moment, and he was invited to be a part of it and makes a memory for, for somebody else, which is a very human thing to do. And and you're always gonna have you know, go ahead and clap him up, let's go, let's go, let's go clap him up, clap him up. Uh, and you're always gonna have the thing that's like, oh, well. Oh, you want to do a shot? I, I see. I, I I just happen to have a shot glass here. Right on. Right on. Last let me time. let me let me go ahead. Well, and let me just say, um, yeah, go ahead and pour up, pour up. Dead. And there are always going to be people that go, well, um, you don't have to, you don't have to do all your good deeds on social media, and you can keep your this, this secret or whatever. But you also have to look at the idea that good deeds are not just about you mm-hmm. and what you did. Correct. It's about adjusting the frequency a little bit and putting it out there that good deeds can be done and that good people are still doing good in the world. The other thing is, a week or two from now, everyone will forget that Missy Elliott did this for this person, but the person that she did it for will have a lifetime of will have a lifetime memory for it forever. And that's that is what matters forever. Mm-hmm. They're gonna take those wedding photos and. Say, be able to say that Missy Mr. Meaner Elliot, one of the premier pop, pop stars, rap stars, producers of our time, mm-hmm. had a hand in making this wedding happen. Yeah. And it's all matters. about how you make people feel, man. So fuck what y'all think about what she did. Exactly. The person who the who the act was intended for has has a lifelong memory of it now, which is what matters. Hey, 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 guess what? You don't have to put every article of food you eat on social media and yet here the fuck we are meanwhile you got something to say about somebody doing a good fucking deed fuck you honestly seriously you don't have to you don't have to put the corner bottom chin bottom part of the chin of every dick you've sucked on uh, of every dick you've ever sucked on social media talking about I'm only posting half of his face cause you, because you hoes, you hoes were going to try to steal him. Nobody wants the strongest nigga in the IT department, bro. Is that, is that a thing? Yes. Yes. Everybody has to keep their relate has to announce that they're keeping their fucking relationship a secret because you niggas are you hoes. Nobody gives a fuck about your partner. No one. No one. No one. No one. It's kind of a cut. You have to announce that you're keeping your relationship a secret. Which is, you don't have to do that every relationship you get in that you rotate every two weeks, and yet here we are. 
And yet, you got something to say about somebody buying somebody a fucking wedding dress or doing a good deed where they give a homeless where they give a homeless person food on the fucking street? You think that homeless person gives a gives a fuck that they're announcing their good deed on social media? No, because they're eating. Would you be that, that mad if she bought your wedding dress for you? Not at all. And you'd announce it to the world. Hmm. So yeah, chill the fuck out and let people do something nice. Hmm. You know, that's all I'm saying. So yeah. Flowers to Mr. Missy Mr. Meaner Elliot. Hit her with the air horns, man. Um, humans ain't shit. Uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get into some speaking of y'all being shameless as fuck on social media. Actually, let's get these shots off first. Mm. To um oh, it's almost Thanksgiving. Oh shit. Um to Happy Niggas Giving. Yeah. To spreading COVID like we once did polio. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there we go. Ah, now he's back to water, y'all. Bad decisions begin with shots. <laughs> Jess said. Jess also said I should turn it into a song. Uh, um, well, we're gonna start small, Jess, and just name that the name of this podcast. Uh, bad decisions start with begin start with, you. with shots. That's that's the name of this podcast. All right, we got it. Um. So this week's humans ain't shit. <sighs> I know y'all are sick of me and COVID. COVID, COVID, COVID. God damn it! Cause guess what? I am just as sick of you motherfuckers not taking this shit seriously as y'all are of me reminding you that you're not taking this shit seriously. I just saw a video. What? Well, first of all, I read a New York Times article in which. The author um, of the of the article basically proudly announced that he understood the risk of him uh, uh, of him uh, traveling for the holidays, and that he understood the risk of spreading COVID, and was going to visit his parents anyway. He wrote an article about this because it is a slow news year, apparently, according to the New York mm. Times. Um, first of all, fuck that guy. Also, he's not very original. Not at all, whatsoever. Because <laughs> everybody else is going to do the same shit. That's literally every third person on Twitter's tweet. Everyone. Second, um, uh, Mulatto, because y'all are running out of rap names, Mulatto had a show over the weekend that the fire marshal came to shut down because not only was it past like COVID restriction capacity, it was past like human decency capacity, and the crowd was so deep. They like, I don't know if they ran the fire marshal off. I think they just, I think he ended up getting paid I off think he or just something. Got paid off. Yeah, because they, because they made it look like they intimidated him off the stage and kept and kept it pushing. All those motherfuckers. 17 people are going to die from COVID. I know the fire marshals here would just shut the power off to the building. Bruh. They'll just pull that switch. Like, all right. If they have to, they'll shut down the grid for that whole five block radius if you keep playing with them. Um, all just to say, you motherfuckers, y'all don't listen. Y'all don't listen. And now it's getting to be a problem because y'all don't listen to basic scientific fact. 
Very true. Y'all are out here. Y'all are real. And it's not even that y'all are risking your lives. People risk their lives every day. You're risking other people's lives. Because you're fucking selfish. And is the, and now is and I'm so glad that more and more is becoming a a obvious thing that people are really starting to to draw attention to and really point out. Every time I see one of these pictures, somebody's like, Y'all ain't wearing a fucking mask. Yep. Every time I see one of these tweets, y'all ain't wearing a fucking mask. I'm so glad that this is catching on. Because you ignorant motherfuckers y'all don't understand and i'm gonna in a moment of complete transparency i am not throwing anyone under the bus whatsoever but in a moment of complete transparency i was on with my call of duty people i've gotten them in the destiny now i've finally gotten them in the destiny um which for them for all intents and purposes is call of duty with superpowers um (laughs) I, that's the that's that's kind of the way I try to explain all the mechanics of the game to them, but I had a thought in my head and I was like, I really want to reach out to all the podcast community, particularly in Houston. But you know, whoever will listen. I had all these thoughts running around my head, and I wrote a lot of them down, and I was going to put them in what was going to end up being a letter um, to as many local podcasters as I could find, encouraging us. As content creators, um, I feel like with the type of content we create that's very immediate, that's very reflective of the culture in the moment, Mm -hmm. it kind of leaves us with a personal responsibility to encourage people to help slow the spread of COVID. Um, And if you have, because if you have enough content, we we saw from the beginning of the COVID era with all the DJs doing mixes in their house and shit before they started running out of gig money. Yeah. Um, that if people have enough content to last them, they will they will chill. They will sit the fuck down. Everybody wanted to be at club quarantine with D Nice. I think D Nice still does have at least half a million people. He does. He does. I mean, he, he does, does numbers. He does. He's also a very good DJ. Very good, DJ. If people have enough content, they're going to fucking stick around. And I wanted to encourage people. I wanted to encourage people to create content that isn't just following the culture. It's encouraging the culture and it's leading the culture almost. And then I realized that like 70% of local podcasters are fucking out there. They are outside. Let's be real though. The reason that they're out there is that they're they're not they're not doing it for the sake of content. Let's be real; they're not doing it for the sake of content. They're doing it because they want to be out there. Well, yeah. Uh, let's let's just be honest, and, and not just not just podcasters, but anybody. Period. Anybody that's out there right now is out there because they want to be out. They there. They want to be out there, and I and I I hate sounding like this stereotypically paranoid person who's just like, oh, you gotta. It's, everything bad is going to happen to you when you go out there, blah, blah, blah. But realistically, like, don't lie to yourself. You know, one of my one of my coworkers who I subsequently had to send home was just very honest. <laughs> she was like, I am sick of being in the house. I understand the risks. I am going to try to protect myself as I'm out there. But I am going to be out there. And I was like, cool. Just don't show up for work. 
Just wow. <laughs> don't bring that shit around here. Uh, you know, I, I disagree with the reasons, but I completely understand. Like, she made her reasons clear. I'll say, at least you're honest with you yeah. and herself. Yeah. Um, is it, look. Is, is it foolish? Yes. 100%. Um, now, again, you and I have talked about this a few times, and, and not to say that we're saints. Not at all. Um, we, we, we took... We took very measured steps in resuming operations, so to speak. 100%. And, you know, we explored a couple different avenues to bring you content. And, and I think the crazy part is, throughout it all, if you look at the numbers, we've arguably had a better run now. <laughs> you know, now, now that we've had to sit our asses down. Um, than probably it, we've ever had yeah. in the two years we've done this show. Right. And, you know, in a very controlled environment. Um, it's, I've, I've, as someone who's had to physically return to the workspace, I understand the appeal of wanting to return to normal. What's confusing to me is not only are you motherfuckers trying to return to normal, you're trying, you're trying to return to the normal that I was trying to avoid when that shit was normal. I, I can't sit in a place shoulder to shoulder with people for an extended amount of time, COVID or no COVID, one hundred percent. I'm just like I don't know. Get the fuck away from me. Um, I don't like lines. I don't like waiting. I Not don't at like. All. I don't like huge unmet. Like I don't see any benefit at this point to have to being around a huge crowd, unless it's some type of shared experience, like a concert or a movie. Or did you see the Did you see the thing where there was like a it, This wasn't in Texas, but one of these cities there was like a twelve hour wait. For like an in and out. That was in Colorado, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There were people in cars and there were also people in line um, for an in and out burger, which... An inferior burger. In and out is... It's, 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 not, it's not that dope, y'all. It's not what a burger. It so is right not... right there, you're wasting your time. What a burger. It is not what a so burger. So, you're wasting your time already. It's not even Shake Shack. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Damn. I'm just saying, man. Y'all, y'all out there for a bare third minimum, tier. bare minimum five guys. Yeah, I, I fuck with five guys. Hundred percent. Y'all are y'all are like a fourth rate burger. Ooh, y'all are waiting on that shit. It, yeah. a, a very non exceptional burger. They're trying to open. I think they're gonna open up in and out here. Oh, they already got one here. It's off uh, 59 South at uh, Airport. Okay, been it's been open. It, it had a line to begin with. I might visit them to see how inferior the burger it's is. It's okay. The line is down now to a manageable stage. Okay. It's, it's again. <sighs> Y'all it, are just making bad decisions. Just man. drive down one more exit and then throw that one away and get a Whataburger. Y'all are just making really bad decisions right now. And theoretically, this is when we should be the most worried. And I think people have gotten a little emboldened because they've heard good news about the, about the uh, what is it, the, the vaccine? As a matter of fact, and this is this is another thing that bothers me about the COVID shit. Now, I, I and I don't want to spend too much more time on this, but now there's I've noticed in my Google searches there is a whole line of fucking there's a whole like genre of article now that is um what is it called? Oh, vaccine confidence. 
We have that now. It's called Vaccine Confidence, where you know what you're about to get. It's about to, It's going to be another article about how promising these vaccines are um, so people will stop being depressed at home thinking that um, we're not going to be out of this until 2030. Um, not, that they're, not, so, not that it's a false sense of confidence, but I think trying to embolden people so much I think that's the reason people are going outside again. And they need to fucking stop. Sorry, I had to step away for a moment. I was just lied to. Someone told me that... They had a lead on the on the 5? Yeah, they. someone told me that PlayStation 5 bundles were about were, were on sale at this moment. Get the fuck out of here. Why they, do you lie? They just announced. They ju- The dude from Sony just announced that they are done. They're out. They're out, and we don't, and we don't know when the when the when the next batch is coming. I'm waiting until January at the earliest. You know, what, man. Uh, no, I'm gonna get into that in a minute. I'm gonna get into that. All that to say, y'all. Maybe they need more PS5 so y'all motherfuckers stay, stay at home. in the fucking house. Shit. Stay in the fucking house. Let me tell you something. Aren't you sick of Zoom? I say this every week. Aren't you sick of Zoom? I am. I'm just saying. There's every incentive for y'all to sit the fuck down. Every incentive. Every. And y'all just aren't taking it. And no one can make me understand why. Other than you're bored. We are all bored. We are all sick of Netflix. No, actually, I'm good on. I I, I still fuck with Netflix. I'm, I'm, probably watch, catch, I'm catching up on Narcos Mexico. I've been finding some good shit, man. Actually, um, uh, I, I the comedy specials. I'm 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 on my comedy run right now. Um, Don't Mich- say Kevin Hart. No. Well, oh, we'll talk about that. Mm. Uh, I found M- Michelle Buto. Is is a is a is a this this mixed woman Michelle Buto. Uh, she has a really good comedy special, and she appeals to my 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 thing for uh, women from the East Coast with big hair and big titties. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's all she fucking talks about on her shit. It's hilarious. Um. So yeah, there's that. Uh. Yeah. No. Kevin Hart's. That wasn't it. Um. It never is it. And I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> All that to say, y'all, we need to make this a fucking team effort. We are past the point of shame. Shame the fuck out of people. Everybody wants to be seen as not judgmental. Judge people that are putting people's lives in jeopardy. We're past the point of, I don't want to shame anybody. Or I don't want to pass judgment on anybody. I'm passing judgment on you. I am. You should be ashamed of yourself. It's enough that you don't give a fuck about your life. But you don't give a fuck about anybody else's. And I am the one who's always going who's always beating the drum for individualism and people being able to do their own thing. No, we need to get on the same fucking page and get this shit over with. If everybody sat the fuck down, everyone Everyone, 90% of people, if y'all sat the fuck down for just two or three weeks, the numbers would go down dramatically. Three weeks. Numbers would go down dramatically. 
I can't promise everybody would. I can't promise everyone would live through it, because the reality is, uh, this is a terrible. This is a terrible disease. The likes of which nobody's really seen in recent memory. But that doesn't. But the hope. But that doesn't mean you have to give in to the hopelessness. Do your fucking part. That's all anybody. Just do your part. Because if you don't, we're gonna be here talking about it again next week. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Don't y'all want to celebrate 150 episodes with us? Shit. Don't y'all want to celebrate 100? Because <laughs> we definitely <laughs> we still, didn't get to do that. We're like 15 weeks past that. Because we thought we were going to be out of this shit by now. I'm just saying. Don't y'all want to celebrate with us? Don't you want to hug someone guilt-free? Nah. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a hugger. Daps for life. But that first hug, when the all clear is given one day, that's gonna hit different. The whole world, every the day they give the all clear, a lot of people are gonna get pregnant. <clears throat> Shit they ain't stopped a lot of y'all niggas now. Summer Walker's pregnant. She's it's finally mm. true. She's she's pregnant. Mm. That's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Mm. Get y'all shit together, by y'all. Him. Is it by London on the track? Yes. Mm. <laughs> y'all get y'all shit together. That baby's gonna wonder why his nose is a lot wider than his mama's nose. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh shit. No, fuck it. Air horns, dog. Air horns. Fuck it. We got London on the track. <laughs> Song of the week. Oh, man. If this podcast ever goes anywhere and people go back and listen to this old shit, they're going to do nothing but hear slander. They're just going to hear all slander, sure. and we don't give a fuck. That's our selling point. That's our- <laughs> Every Jason Whitlock episode. Every Jason Whitlock episode. Who was that? Was it? Was it Ibersell? They yes. said last week he's like the moment, <laughs> the moment when they start talking about Jason Whitlock, and there's still 16 minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Chef Man. Shit. Um, song of the week. We're gonna go. We're gonna take a little detour from the usual. Nigga's neck looks like boneless ham. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Song of the week. <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh, what if an everlasting gobstopper turned evil? <laughs> um, we're gonna take a little detour from the usual. Man, looked like he was poured, not born. <laughs> right. Song of the week. <laughs> Taking a detour from the usual. Oh, <laughs> um, this is one of my favorite songs. From the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack and from the Ben's uh, album. This is Radiohead with Talk Show Host. Uh, get comfortable. We're going to have a good show. I'm already a little drunk. <laughs> I'm and not. We- <laughs> fucked up. And we'll be right back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
And that was Talk Show Host by Radiohead. Uh, one of my favorite songs, probably one of my... That was one of those bands I knew was just going to be something special when all the old heads at the time told me they weren't going to be shit. Yeah. <laughs> Nah. Shows what you fucking know. Nah, Radiohead was one of those one of those groups, especially back in the nineties, where you know if you were a hip hop head like me, you wanted to show people you on some other other shit. You put on Radiohead, uh, yeah, but y'all ain't fucking with this Radiohead though. Don't y'all know about that OK Computer? Oh man, it, OK Computer was when everybody thought they were a music head. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Romeo and Juliet soundtrack was one of my favorites. Um. I had never heard anything like that. Um, that song was one of my favorite scenes in Romeo and Juliet with the, where you see, you know, the, the, the Montagues are obviously beach bums and all that shit. Um, but yeah, so Radiohead talk show host, you can find it on our, on our playlist on Spotify or Apple entitled opinions while black featured music. Mm-hmm. Um, there are well over a hundred songs for you to enjoy. Um, Take them, take them, make your own playlist. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of vibes there. Uh, what's going on this week? Let's see. Uh, did you hear the Megan album? Uh, I have not listened to it yet, but I feel like I kind of know what a Megan album is going to sound like at this point. I Fair. did. I did listen to the first song. Okay. Yes. I listened to it right before Shots we fired. recorded here because you were here. Yes. I listened to a minute and four seconds of the first song on this album, and it's very clear who she's talking about. <laughs> if you had any question about her side of the whole kerfluffle with Tory Lanez, she answered it within the first minute of the first song on the album. All to a sampled version of uh, Who Shot You. If it couldn't be any more clear that this was a diss track, yes. uh, now you know. Um, Megan wanted y'all to know, one, that she can still fucking rap. Yeah. Megan can rap. Uh, two, she wanted y'all to know fuck Tory Lanez because fuck Tory Lanez can definitely be a vibe for 2020. Yeah, it's a movement. Um, I think it's a movement. I think it's a worthwhile movement. Um, I listened to the album. I really enjoyed it. I did. Um, now a lot of guys, I noticed all the guys that, that I saw commenting did not like the album. I'm okay with that because the album was not made for them at all. Just like the last three Beyonce albums were not made for you. We're not made for them. Now there are, now there are albums that can, that can catch a vibe that can, um, that that are made mostly tailored for women, where black where dudes can still get can still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, those exist. This is not one of those, and that's okay. I don't have to be centered in every in every work of art, or my way of thinking or my lifestyle doesn't have to be centered in every work of art for me to enjoy it. Um, I don't have to know shit yeah. about crystal meth to enjoy Breaking Bad. Yeah, I mean, a lot of Beyonce shit. I look, Get Me Bodied is one of my favorite Beyonce. It's songs. one of the hypest songs Beyonce has ever done. It's not made for me. To this day, Get yeah. Me Bodied will get the shit. Will will get the party going. The period. flawless remix. It's not for me. 
but pretty good. But I should get tired. It is a vibe. So, I mean, a lot of just, you know, in that same token, a lot of women have to listen to songs from you niggas <laughs> that, that definitely do not appeal to women. It yeah. was one of these little songs called Throat Magic. Called... No, that's what it was called. Pretty Mouth Magic. Mario had a song called Pretty Mouth Magic. Y'all the can audacity. sit through a Megan album. The, the audacity. You might as well have called it What That Throat Do. Wow. What That Throat Do. One of these, no, one of these artists out here right now got, a, got some shit called like Throat Game, a Throat Girl. One, some shit like that. And y'all got the nerve <laughs> to talk about somebody not... Uh, not catering to you. Yeah, I got the nerve to talk about WAP. Y'all been doing this discussion shit for decades. Don't forget, I I heard, I lived through Freaks of the Industry. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. UGK made a song called Pregnant Pussy. <laughs> which I think is still the worst song ever made. Ice Cube made a song called Cave Bitch, which makes it hilarious hilarious that he thinks he's woke now um but yeah i i really enjoyed this album i enjoyed the features i enjoyed the samples um this was a this was a this was a pretty decent album for me i i enjoyed it uh i'll probably be revisiting it uh it's a vibe fellas you don't have to listen to it all the time yourself but you definitely want to have it on deck for when the lady comes over i'm just saying i usually wait for the videos Body was serious. Body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. Um, shout out to Taraji. Shout out to Jordan Woods. Um, it was a vibe. I'll just we'll just keep it there. It was a vibe. Taraji P Henson is like fifty. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, Nicolay had a new EP. Shout out to the homie Nicolay. Nicolay, it's hard to really just review a Nicolay project because Nicolay is another one of these artists where if you like the last Nicolay project, you're going to like the new Nicolay project. Yeah. It's not broke and he doesn't fix it because Nicolay is fucking wonderful. Yeah. And four songs from Nicolay is better than one song from some of these motherfuckers, than one Lucy from some of these people. Very true. I'll take a four, I'll take a four song EP from Nicolay. That's probably all you're gonna get. That that's probably all we're gonna get for another four years. So, um, you know, you know the vibes. Uh, two chains. Two chains. New two chains album. Nothing you haven't heard before, and that's not a bad thing. <clears throat> two chains been making the same shit for let's keep it a buck well over a decade now. Um, but that's okay. He has a lane. Yeah, I, and I will say contextually, he has he's reached a level with his music where he's not afraid to let his maturity show through. And when I say maturity, not not necessarily that he's just being more responsible with his music. Mm-hmm. Um, he he hasn't fallen into that mantra where it's a young man's game, right? And he very much comfortably sounds like. You know, a thirty plus plus year old man who is talking about shit that's relevant to his life right now, 
And the crazy part is, even though in a lot of cases he still talks about the same shit, it's it's sprinkled with little trinkets of wisdom here and there. Yeah. Wisdom and and, 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 and maturity, which sounds weird. Um you know, he is he is who he is. And and there's nothing wrong with that. If you and like the last album, you're gonna like this one. You're gonna like this one. Um, the samples, he sampled. I can't go for that, which I consider. There are some songs that you sample that are basically the cheat code. I would consider "Can't Go for That" a cheat code song. Um, another one that is pop as a popular sample that Two Chains did not sample, but Alicia Myers. Uh, uh, I want to thank you. Mm-hmm. That's a cheat code. I want to thank you, Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. That that's that's a cheat code. Let on me. Um, cheat code. But yeah, Two Chains has his lane. He has definitely evolved as far as uh, production quality, and he was already and production quality was already on point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So if you like the last one and you need something to work out to, um, you'll like this one. Uh so there's that. Uh what else we got here? Very content heavy lately. Um did you watch the Fresh Prince reunion? I did. I did. Okay. Was, um Yeah, I was let me first. Let me preface this real quick by saying the way Randall feels about Martin as a sitcom mm-hmm. is the way I feel about the Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. As far as I as a man, I did as a as, as like from teenage years going into manhood i did not i i wasn't into sitcoms anymore but in my mind no sitcom has topped especially black sitcoms has topped or will top um fresh prince of bel-air that was the seminal black sitcom to me um martin was good Martin was really good, actually. It, it, Martin was the best. <laughs> you know, um, Cosby Show, we won't speak on that. Different world. But for me, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was just the gold standard for uh, black sitcoms in the 90s. And uh, so I'm definitely going to... I definitely have a more sentimental take on the Fresh Prince reunion than some people will have. No, it, 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 it and for me it actually it, it hit me pretty well. Like it I, I remembered a lot of things about it that made me fond of it. Um I do like how they discussed the significance of you know certain things about the show Agreed. at at the time. Um you know things that we either already you know things that we may not have known or things that we just remembered again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I thought that part of it was dope. Um, I know the the big thing that everyone wanted to see was the 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 reunion of Janet Hubert, aka Dark Skin Aunt Viv, and how that went down. I was gonna say that is one of the most twenty twenty things. Yeah. To happen all year. Somebody told me we were gonna get a a a, a buried a hatchet between Janet Hubert and Will Smith. In 2020, I'd have laughed at them. I um, I was also surprised, to, to, also not surprised to, to realize that 
the the Vibs never met each other. Never. Like in the thirty years since, like that's how far apart that chasm was. That um, they never even met each other. That's pretty incredible and telling of how quickly they got Janet Hubert out of there. Yeah. And and um, and without boring everyone with with all of my thoughts about sure. it, um, I, I I I I watched this. Um, so here's the thing, you know, the the Fresh Prince reunion was, I think, just part of one part of the rollout that Will had going on for this week, because after that, he also had the Red Table talk that he took over. Right. Um, and then he also I think he also announced that he's going to be on TikTok as well. So for Will, this event was really kind of a rollout of him taking ownership of. I believe of his creative content and his intellectual property. The all, all you know, all good feelings aside about the, the first Prince reunion. The, one of the things that stood out to me, which probably again stood out to a lot of people, was his conversation with Janet Hubert and her basically laying into him. Like it's true. I, I I appreciate the fact that he gave her the space. He just he shut the fuck up and gave her the space to, um. You know, be honest to, to tell her story, and I, I I think it's the the problem that I had with it at first watching sure. that particular edit of it was I felt like Will didn't apologize in the moment that he was given to apologize for what happened back then. Mm-hmm. According to that edit, he and, and I apologize if I'm spoiling it for y'all, um, but y'all need to watch it anyway. Um, he apologized once she apologized for. The, the type of exchange that they had right over the web for you know over the years he did acknowledge that he was young at the time but it kind of stopped there i i would advise you if you have not done so to also watch the red table talk mm-hmm. um because first of all it gives you more of that interview and it, it's a less edited version of that interview with her and <laughs> she goes in even more okay wow and yeah his guest on Red Table Talk is uh, is an actual psychologist, and they're they're talking about you know he's talking about how that whole interview went and his thought process behind it, and he also gave a lot of insight into his mental health journey getting to that point, yeah. which I thought was probably the more interesting part of it. And I won't I won't give the whole thing away. Um, for all the shit that I give Will Smith about being Oprah light and and for him always talking like this, <laughs> like I'm explaining something to you and you're too dumb to understand what I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm just going to slow it down. Like as much as I, I give him shit about doing that, um I, I can I can appreciate I can appreciate how the way that he constructs this scenario can can benefit other people because and, and it's not really a spoiler one of the things that he does say is um when you're when you're and you and I talk about this all the time yeah. when you're when you're approaching a conversation with someone in an attempt to understand the first thing that you need to do is listen is listen shut the fuck up and, and listen and it requires you to shut the fuck up and let that person tell their story and he did uh, and he did a, a a lot of shutting the fuck up and let me tell you something that that's 
you can tell when these celebrities have benefited from therapy. Yeah. You can. Yes. I always said, he's one. Dan Harmon, for all all of his fucked up quirks, is another. Yeah. Who, in their language and the way they approach people, they're using the language that was used on them mm-hmm. in therapy. Yeah. Um, two things I wanted to say about the Fresh Prince reunion in particular. One, Randall kind of touched on with uh, with um, about I wanted to expand a little bit because uh, we're not going to spend too much time on this about uh, Will Smith expanding his brand as a content creator. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Will Smith comes from a generation, even though Will Smith is very good at keeping up with the Joneses. He's got the resources and money too. Yeah. He it comes from the generation of the traditional summer blockbuster actor. Yeah. Who, if he doesn't do anything else that year, he's going to pull down 500 million worldwide. He's going to do an Independence Day. Exactly. Yeah. We are seeing that, the, and I think he read the tea leaves a year, really two years ago, that the day of the summer blockbuster actor is kind of is kind of coming to a close. Unless you have a cape on. And he has been rebranding himself and uh, kind of acclimating to the new world order, which is having your content available everywhere mm-hmm. and just and making your brand invaluable. And, and even digging a little deeper into that, um, as we've seen even pre-COVID with changes in the industry especially when it when it comes to movies the movie going experience has changed to a point where studios were already juggling whether or not to release things in theaters or to to have them available for streaming or some other method correct and you know one thing that the pandemic has taught actors is that one thing can happen and you can be out of work for a while if you wait on us and whether that's whether that's pandemic related or whether it's just other industry factors you could be out of work waiting on us so the one good thing that he has done is that he is now controlling his intellectual property and his content creation and um showing up the means to distribute it himself in a way that benefits his personal brand and i'm not even going to get into a whole discussion about the future of you know distribution and all this because correct that, you know i'll have y'all here all day that's a whole other episode but i would i would gladly do any other yeah time. but that's just to say that that's one of the things just to just to piggyback what you said sure that, that's one of the things that he's doing is he's shoring up his own uh content creation and it shows that you don't have to you you don't have to be watching you don't have to be obsessed with the old look we talked about this off air if you listen to the episode i did of craig Lindsay's. Uh, uh, everything is canceled. We argued for a solid hour and change about um, uh, uh, what what's Scorsese's whole thing about the Marvel movies and all that shit, and how he felt like it was just the end of the end of movie going as we know it or whatever. It just uh, and it was a very doomsday kind of feel. I here's my thing. Will Smith is a testament. If Will Smith can keep up with the Joneses and become and become a content creator as we know them now? Anyone can. And for all the shit Martin Scorsese talked about about where Marvel movies are taking are are taking um 
or making it impossible for other moviegoers. He sure did shut the fuck up and make a Netflix movie that was nominated for didn't it Golden Globe nominated? So yeah. yeah, you can get with the Joneses. And you can keep up with the Joneses if you want to. Um holding on to tradition for tradition's sake ain't helping nobody. Yeah. And it, Will Smith has definitely embraced that. And I think Will Smith um knows that he wants something that's gonna last. Right. And and He's know, not done with Hollywood. People understand now, and, and I think Marvel has demonstrated that when people go to actual movie theaters, they're going for a shared experience. Most moviegoers, and I wouldn't include ourselves in that because we tend to be, you know, more into this than other people. But most sure. moviegoers go for the experience. They go for the shared hurrahs and the shared, you know, low points that you have in a big tentpole film like, you know, Infinity War or, or mm-hmm. Endgame. Um, other movies like, um, you know, there are certain movies now that, that are made for the movie theater experience. I think Us is a movie that was like that. I yeah. love watching Us in a black-ass theater with nigga-ass niggas. I can watch Us on TV. Yeah. Just the, the ambiance of having niggas all around you. Yep. Talking throughout the movie and being niggas on a nigga ass horror film. Bitch, get out the room. Yeah, it's just a uh, uh, see. Oh, couldn't have been me. Better than me. That whole thing on this black ass movie—that was part of the experience. It's true. That was part of the experience. You don't get that watching it at home. Now these Scorsese films, yeah, I can watch that shit at home. (laughs) Wolf of Wall Street, I can watch that shit at home. As much as I love, and I've I've come to love this movie to the point where I'll watch it anytime it's on TV, but Scorsese should chill out about originality because if we're yeah. really keeping up, if you really look at the formula and all that shit, and again, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds on you guys. Wolf of Wall Street was essentially Goodfellas for stockbrokers. Hmm. Ryan Gabriel, uh, one of our, uh, another another listener, shout out to the pre-order bonus podcast. <laughs> That white people must be stopped the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh my God, it's true. It is. There should be a whole. There should be a whole slew of movies we should re- recommend for just the white people must be stopped cinematic universe. The Fire Festival documentary. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. Also, oh, did you catch uh, Jeezy versus Gucci? I caught. I caught like the first hour of it and then kind of caught the end of it. Okay. Um, n- nobody died. Nobody died. So That's I what's was, important. I was like, damn. I, you know, and, you know, not, and again, not too much to say on it, but first of all, if you want it, if they really, you can tell the difference in them going to Apple. Just a setup, because if they really wanted a, a minimum of incidents and violence, why would you put these two? In Magic City, in a strip club, no shortage of liquor, with with no less than fifteen of their posse in each of their camps, bare minimum fifteen niggas. They both had goon parades coming in. Fifteen niggas apiece, no less. No masks. My God, no mask, not a mask in sight. Oh man, this was this was some. This was some masterful, this is some high-level, upper-echelon niggotry. Um, second of all, 
Everybody, people were so, people were shaming everybody. Doing, oh, y'all just looking for some bad shit to happen. Y'all just looking for some drama. Because yes. guess what? If we, if we watch it for our verses, if we watch it for the hits like we usually do, it would be 30 minutes long because we all know keeping it a buck, no matter how much the hood loves Gucci, Jeezy got that shit. 100%. If we're talking about hits in the way that people who watch verses consume them, there's no contest there. None. None. And, nice. and and not even that, Gucci didn't even play his biggest. He didn't even play Freaky Girl, which was literally was all I was there to hear. He didn't play Freaky Girl. Now, granted, all all White Bricks was pretty good, but Freaky Girl is that's his that's his haymaker. The best song he played, the best song in Gucci's entire discography, only rivals. G, probably one of Jeezy's lowest hits, which mm-hmm. is "Standing Ovation." Yeah, yeah they're, they're, that's just they're, they're two different echelons of Atlanta rapper. I've never been I've never been into Gucci at all like that. See, because see, it's it's the age difference, the slight age difference. I was outside for Gucci. Mm. I was outside for Gucci. I was yeah. in the club for Gucci. Uh, I was at the I was at the pajama jams and and the strip clubs for Gucci. Okay, Gucci is is peak strip club music. Okay, one hundred percent. Okay, um, Jeezy was just that that crossover aspect of the trap. Yeah, of the beginning of the trap era. He was a pre Rick Ross. Yes, he correct. Was, he was mm, on on the vocals, but his beat selection. He was, was Rick Ross with talent. Yeah. Well. Rick Ross, Rick Ross is not a Rick Ross is a by the numbers rapper. You know, we wonderful beat selection. We won't. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna stay away from that for a while. Name a hot Rick Ross line, man. See, I'm, name a hot I'm Rick not, Ross I'm not, line. I'm not name doing a, that right there. I'm not a doing bar. That right now. I'm not doing that right now. Okay, all right, all right. Just right checking. I'm, all right. I'm just not, you know. Cause I, I, I look, man. I, you know, I come up from, you know, like lyricist, lyricist. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna betray my legacy. You know, I'm not gonna betray my my education and my upbringing. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, you know. Okay, I'll, I'll take you know, that. I'll I'll just, say, that's fine. That's fine. Just, that's fine. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to keep it peace. Jeezy and Gucci. He did once say, "Whip it real hard. Whip it, whip it real hard." <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the, the Jeezy and Gucci thing, yes, we watched for the drama, but because you don't like people don't really understand people that didn't know the story of how these two hate these two motherfuckers hate each other mm-hmm. and why these two motherfuckers hate each other. Uh, long story short, the beef went too far. Jeezy put a hit out on Gucci and some niggas tried it and Gucci killed one of them. For their trouble. Period. Yeah. That's the myth. Uh, which is a lot of truth to it. Yeah. So, yeah. These, there's a, that's a lot of hatchet to bury. And the them singing... I'm sorry. Them singing so icy together. And Gucci saying, I respect you calling me. And then them running off to the compound. And being on opposite sides of the building. That's not... 
that's not dead in the beef to me. They didn't dead that beef. That was that was a twelve hour stay on the beef. Well, they did both contribute to an extinction level event at the after party, though. One hundred percent. They went to the compound afterwards. The footage, no mask in sight. As if a mask would have done any good one way or the other, given that it was shoulder to shoulder, no, barely standing room, everyone on top of each other. All fat lot of good a mask would have done. All that talk about, all that talk about coming together for the culture, bunch of bullshit. Because you got a whole bunch of the culture killed that night. And it's not even gonna be them. They're gonna go home and spread that shit. They're gonna spread this shit to the aunties and the grandmothers. People that didn't have shit to do. With you niggas nigging. So, good job for the culture there. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, trying to go through these a little quickly. DC Youngfly turned down a hosting gig for Wildin' Out. Some million dollar hosting gig to replace Nick Cannon on Wildin' Out. Uh, good for him. Shout out to him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put my shit on anything that had Nick Cannon's name on it either. This is true. This is true. I think DC Youngfly needs to put his shit together as quickly as possible because DC Youngfly is not funny. Not funny. I have tried. I'm sorry, y'all. I, I hate to sound like a get-off-my-lawn-ass nigga. Mm-hmm. I have tried with DC. He's not funny. He's not funny. Not funny. At all. I, I mean, I, you know, and maybe this is a week for not funny because I definitely saw Kevin Hart's latest shit. I did not. But I already not know. funny. Not funny. Not I did not do it for me at all. I do appreciate the, the him doing it in his house. Oh, you mean him basically taking Dave Chappelle's idea? That's what it kind of seemed like. I mean, and, and I I was resentful of the fact that he had enough living room to be able to turn that shit into an average size nightclub because mm. that's what it was. That was capacity for a nightclub. Yeah, for for a comedy store. You also want all those people in your house? Sure. Great. No mask. I didn't see any mask. Really? They didn't? Well, okay. I, I have to watch. I, no, no, I don't want to go. Uh, I don't want to go on record there. I'll watch I, it again. I, don't, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> it, it, it really doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah. What matters is it wasn't funny. That That's really what matters. And he gave everybody pizza at the end. His stand-up is never funny to me. I'm a, I'm a fan. I have not been a fan of the past two. Um, but shout out to him getting his bag. Um, but yeah, more to the point. DC Youngfly is not funny, and he should and he should take whatever bag, and I he should take whatever bag is offered to him. But good for him for standing in solidarity with his old boss. Yeah. Um, which is weird because he's on the eighty five South on the eighty five South Show podcast with Carlos Miller, mm-hmm. who. They have never given him an explanation as to why they fired him to this day. Nick has never explained it to him, and that's got to be an awkward... Some of these, some of these business link-ups are uh, got to be the most awkward shit, yeah. and it's got to be the most... The most it, it's all you can do to not ask questions and have somebody turn around and have an attitude, don't ever, don't ever ask me about my business again. No, nah, but you're making some weird moves, so I'm asking you. making some... Um, what else is going on here? Um, oh, we gotta talk about Harden. <laughs> James Harden trying to get the fuck out of Houston. Russell Westbrook, I think, is trying to get the fuck out of Houston too. Good. Everybody's trying to get the fuck out. Um, Harden 
it's been a nice he's had a nice run um it should not be any surprise to anybody that he wants a ring and that the new the the, the new the the old logic of you know being loyal to one team until you die mm-hmm. or until you retire or whatever is kind of over you're not going to have any more you're not going to have any more Hakeem Olajuwon's uh, it'll be it'll be very rare that you see anyone stay at a team for 15 16 17 years anymore um yeah that's it they they want they want a chance to win they want a chance to link up more importantly they want a chance to link up with other superior talent in the league and have a run at doing something i guess phenomenal or, or notable other thing is harden's gonna miss the strip clubs yeah that, that's the thing like he's you know supposedly he's getting out of town because um you know the the owner of the Rockets is uh, Tillman Fertitta, who also owns Landry's, Landry's restaurants. And of course, those restaurants have taken a hit this year because of the pandemic. Uh, so he's kind of a broke boy right now. He doesn't have the money to get new talent. Um, the manager of operations left. The coach got fired. And Harden probably sees the writing on the wall like, yeah, we're not going to get any better. So let me go ahead and bounce. Um, un- and. <sighs> Unfortunately, V Live will suffer for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, right now, V Live is you know like, can we get some more of those uh, those PPP funds? Yeah. Uh, look, all I'm saying is, we're at a point now where the Rockets in in the in the assembly that they currently have, um, though they have given it their best effort, they're not getting it done. No. And 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 again. Harden wanting to leave is one thing. So I'm not saying that they, that they're running him out of town. I I think they offered him a decent deal and he turned it away. Yeah. So, but be that as it may, I'm tired of this notion where it's not getting done. So they fire the coach, they fire the head janitor, they fire anybody around the front office that they can blame because they paid too much money for the players to fire them. And they want to get their money's worth. And they want to get their contract worth. Um, and uh, look, un unask some of that cap room. Unask some of that cap room. Stop being polite. And sometimes you really do just have to burn the whole set down and start over again. And that's fine. The Lakers do this all the time. Yeah, they've already stacked their team after winning a championship this year. <laughs> Which is what happens. Yeah. Once once the cha- once the people on top stack their team, everybody tries to reconfigure their Justice League. And this particular Rockets team was built to beat the Golden State Warriors. And now that the Warriors are no longer there, um, they're definitely not designed to beat the Lakers. Not at all. So and we and so we have to and so we just have to be honest and say it's time to burn it all down and start over. Yep. Harden, the strip club industry down here is going to miss him. The turkey leg hut is going to miss him. Mm. I, not so much. Russell Westbrook, bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> Go away. Go away, Rus- Russell Westbrook, and never fucking come back. You did us okay this past season. You did us okay. Okay, isn't getting it done. Goodbye, goodbye. Damn. In the in the immortal words of Smeagol, leave now and never come back. 
By the way, fuck Russell Westbrook. Wow. Um, Don't hold back anything. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Um, I think that's a good point to go ahead and take a quick break. All right. Uh, we'll be right back with more foolishness and fuckery. You're listening to Opinions Wild Black. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And I think we're gonna take. I, I think I'm gonna uh, oh, t- take another shot in the name of fuck Russell Westbrook. Well, and because I am not a punk bitch. Oh, you're in. I will also take a shot. There yeah. you go. I'm off from work this entire week. Oh, oh. So the repercussions to this are minimal. I was say I ain't not trying to get you in trouble. It's okay. I'm pretty sure I'll be able to sleep on the couch if I decide to. <laughs> it's very comfortable. Right. And you said fuck Russell Westbrook. I, you know. I did. I did. You did. Oh God. All right. Oh God. It's time for white people must be stopped. Bad decisions begin with shots. uh what we got going here okay uh white people so the end of the 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 death rattle of the trump era has not stopped white people from whiting to the highest caliber shout out to don jr getting that COVID though hey sorry had to throw that in there i think though i i think that makes the whole bunch did Ivanka get it? Yes. Oh, shit. Let's go. I think she did. No, Melania did. I don't yeah, think Ivanka yeah, got it. Yeah. Close enough. Close enough. We got uh, Don Jr. He's more annoying. The, I, I'm just just one step closer to Jared Kushner getting it. That's all I care about. <sighs> just, just one step closer Stephen to Miller. getting Jared Stephen Kushner. Miller, oh, he got it. Stephen Miller got it, didn't he? Stephen Miller did get it, I think. A.K.A. the head detective. <laughs> His head looks like Sinestro. <laughs> now that I think about it, that that is that Stephen Miller brings new term brings new meaning to the word headstrong. You remember? Oh, nah, I'm not gonna do that. Because <laughs> I was about to show my my full geek vibe. Were you but, about to bring up MTV's The Head? No. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> <laughs> the Incredible Hulk movie, when uh, oh, uh, when 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 Tim Blake Nelson, Tim Blake Nelson turned into the leader, turned into the leader, and he had the big ass forehead. Yes, that is Stephen Miller. Yeah, um, yeah. So my mo- to quote my mother, she was like, he, he, "Trump must be just fucking handed it out in cups." Ben Carson has it. Cause fuck him. Fuck him. Uh, it, it just it it does not stop. Even let's see, didn't Chris Chris Christie got it? He had it. Yeah, Chris Christie got it. Rick Scott, the the senator of Florida, <laughs> who is the closest I have literally ever seen a human being look like Voldemort. Shit. He the real dark one. Yeah. Caught it. Yeah. 
What's what's fucking me up is the all the GOP people are catching it. And it's not killing any of them. One of them got to die. I, I keep saying that. Some one of them has to die. It's not killing any of them. It's bothering me. Why is Mr. McConnell not? In the How picture? is Mitch McConnell not caught COVID? Damn it! What the fuck is going on with his hand? We saw the grayscale or whatever the fuck that shit is on his hand. He's got grayscale, but not COVID. Come on, man! Y'all fucking up. Rand Paul caught it. God damn, COVID fucking up, man. Let me shut up before COVID come after my ass. Um, of course, I'm staying in the fucking house. Mm-hmm. So, um, what do we got here? What do we got going here? Kyle Rittenhouse made bail. In case you don't remember who Kyle Rittenhouse is, <clears throat> Kyle Rittenhouse is what a 17 year old kid mm-hmm. who show whose mom dropped him off at a protest so he could shoot white people, so he could shoot protesters, so he could shoot people. True. And he made bail. They crowdfunded his bail. You know who one of the people was who who added who who uh, contributed to his bail? Rick Schroeder. Rick Schroeder. Here we are, face Face to face, a couple of silver spoons. (laughs) (laughs) Um, looking ass. Rick Schroeder. Alfonso Ribeiro owes it to the culture. Yeah. To slap the shit out of him. Actually, he doesn't have to because Alfonso's still getting work. That's true, too. Rick ain't doing shit. He ain't doing a bitch-ass thing with his life. I still think, just for con- contributing, he still should slap the shit out of him. He should. Not only should he slap the shit out of him, slap the shit out of him to Apache. That is my shit. Slap uh, on it. Slap on it. <laughs> um, this just shows you could all you do when you're white in America, you just fail upward. Just you do you just fail upward. Somebody's gonna crowdfund you, somebody's gonna crowdfund your ascension to the middle. Yep. And everything will be fine. And he's gonna go back to school. He's going to be a hero at his school. He's going to be the most popular person in his Call of Duty group chat. Oh, man. Let me tell you. He prob- they probably put him in a minimum security facility. They were supposed to put him. They was- I want to see motherfuckers like that on the Scared Straight program. <laughs> Peel the orange, nigga. I know. Peel it. They better they better put that boy in private school or homeschool. Cause you know. He probably does go to private school. He, he shit. Uh they they look too poor to go to private school. That's true too. Yeah. It just shows that um you know, America. America. That's all you can it's, really say about it, honestly. America. That's that is the final it, it, it's so all that's all you can say about any of this shit. America. Because America. As a matter of fact, here's another one for you uh, on the list. Rahm Emanuel is being considered for Biden's cabinet. Rahm fucking Emanuel, which is the biggest spit in the face to the black people, certainly the black women, who just saved the republic. Black women saved the fucking republic, and how do you repay them? By hiring, possibly... Hiring the guy who either orchestrated or had a hand in 
covering up Laquan McDonald's murder. A literal supervillain from Chicago. Um. Oh, you know what? I, 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 okay, I meant to talk about this. I, I didn't mention it before. I'm sorry, I'm backtracking a little bit. No, it's fine. Bust it. When, at the beginning of the, the Jeezy and Gucci uh, verses, yes. where they said, we have a special announcement from a special guest, and Stacey Abrams came on. <laughs> the level of disrespect <laughs> and disregard... From Jeezy and Gucci, I was like, wow. They were basically like, all right, let's get this shit started. They smooth cut her off. And they just like, all right, let's go and get this shit started. Yeah, y'all niggas need to vote and shit, whatever the fuck. My God. I was like, wow. I she, told you, that was some masterful niggatry. Like, she saved y'all's bitch ass. She saved the fucking world. And y'all niggas, y'all niggas were like, that's cool, but the hoes ain't out here. You know what I'm oh saying? Oh, my God. How y'all do Stacey Abrams like that? She did nothing to y'all but save the republic. Oh my god. That was that is that is some that's some exit level niggatry. Um what do we what else do we have here? But yeah, y'all Biden fucking up already. Rahm Emanuel. Hey. <laughs> still better than Trump. Still better than Trump. Don't get me wrong. Nobody and, and let me be very clear about something. Nobody thought that Joe Biden was going to show up and save the republic. Right. We we at best this is a this is a a a a, a filler for four years until the Democrats can get their shit together and make sure Trump doesn't try a second pass at this shit. To which hopefully he's in prison by then. Hopefully so. Um, Ed Norton had a good had a had a good uh, yeah. tweet rant. Yeah, about how he theorizes that um, this isn't a master plan for a, a network and that shit. This it's is not. desperation. That's exactly what it is. Because he knows the walls are closing in. Yep. And this is going to end, like I always say, like the end of the mob movies, mm-hmm. where they start playing the opera music and every and the FBI just starts breaking down everybody's doors and coming for them. It's going to be a pitiful ending. Oh hell yeah. Um, it's gonna be a pitiful. Incident. It's it's over, and he can't come to grips with it. And he doesn't have a plan for what's next. Nope. Um, but nobody thought Biden was gonna show up and save the republic. Nah. He's he's the devil, you know. We literally would have voted for anybody in that position. <laughs> a dirty diaper, I would have voted for. <laughs> we would have voted for these nuts again. Real talk, <laughs> and he would, and it would have been, and there would have had to been a recount. We would have just voted for an empty seat. Honestly, we don't. We don't. Honestly, we just don't need a president for four years, y'all. America needs to be single for a while. Yeah, <laughs> America needs to be single for a while and get its thoughts together about what it really wants, and uh, you know, f- reconnect its relationship with God. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, what else is going on? Oh, this one I like: the NAACP. The their legal defense fund is suing Trump on behalf of uh, black Detroit voters. Um, because one, because fuck Trump, but two, because these accusations of voter fraud are egregious. Black Detroit voters actually did show up, mm-hmm. and honestly, I'd sue him. For, I'd sue him for uh, slander. 
I because it's always going to become a hood thing. It's always going to become a black thing. The black people cheated. Because that's, that's, that's where he lost in all these counties. Only the black people cheated. Because all the counties he lost in were black counties. Uh, Michigan, Georgia. Um, uh, I, I don't, I, I don't make me name them all. But from what I understand, from what I, from Pen- what I read, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, yeah. Pittsburgh. Um, all of these were heavily black places. Mm-hmm. And so, I, and, and so it looks bad. And guess what? I I hope this isn't the first lawsuit. I hope this isn't the last lawsuit. I want them all to sue the fuck out of this man. If you want you want to show up with your white power, with your with with your with the power of your of your money and your lawyers, and you think that's gonna scare people? Fuck that. We can raise money too. People, all these organizations that have been trying to that have been trying to, to galvanize for years, they have legal defense funds as well. Mm-hmm. Let's take. You think you got them? You think your money is long? Let's go ahead and galvanize these motherfucking these motherfucking uh, legal defense funds and see how far your fucking money goes. I want to see it. I want to see them stretch yeah. your shit out. I bet you run out of money first. The crazy part is, they don't even have to do shit because your boys just lose it left and right. It's like, all right, that's cute. You doing what now? <laughs> okay, yeah, we we gonna certify this shit while you while you over here bullshitting. And as of today, just before this recording, they announced uh, it's official that um, one agency has has uh, indicated that the Trump administration has um, acknowledged Joe Biden as a president elect, and they're gonna start the the transition process. That is amazing. You know why? Because. Nobody is better at stopping white people than white people. <laughs> the Sith Lords all finally converged and said, Darth Vader is out there fucking tripping. Yeah. And we got to do something about this shit. I'm telling you, never in the end, rich white treachery will always win the day. Always. It will always, and because they'll always turn in on each other. It, I said this when he ran, and I was wrong about it when he ran, but in the end, I was right. Because I always said that no matter how far this goes, the Sith Lords can only take so much crazy. That's it. And at the end of the day, when you're going against their interests as well, because you're fucking insane and your brain is melting out of your fucking ears. They're only going to take so much. And now that your power is diminished or non-existent at this point, they have finally found the right moment to swoop in and suck you dry. Always believe in rich white treachery at the end of the day. It's like the rise of Skywalker. Exactly like the rise of Skywalker. All the Sith Lords from the past thousand years showed up to fuck you up. It's amazing. I think this is incredible. God, God, I fucking love this whack, this wacky, fucked up country. Um, send your racist stories, your real life racist encounters, along with your listener letters, questions for myself, D. Randall, or any member, or any, or any guest we've ever had on this podcast. Please send those to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or. Also a note, 
You can log on to opinionswhileblack.com. This week, it may be under construction as you hear this. Um, we are coming up. We are, it is under construction. It should be done by Black Friday. The brand new hey, hey. opinionswhileblack.com. All new, all streamlined, all gorgeous. I've seen the layout. I've seen the initial layout. It's fucking incredible. Let's go. Shout out to our newest sponsor, Contessa Louise. Um, you can find her on uh, Instagram. You can find her on Facebook under Contessa Louise. We love her to death. Thank you um, for your your irreplaceable web services. Uh, she did the Neverland. She did the Neverland page, and she uh, for me years ago. And she did the Pains Wild Black page, and it's gorgeous. We're out there, baby. Anyway, uh, so by the time you hear this podcast, or at least before Black Friday, there will be a brand new opinionswhileblack.com. You can log on to there. You can send us. You can get in touch with us through Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. There should be a link to click so you can send us email. I think that's going to end up being another email address. All right. We'll be right back with the listener letters and the top three STFUs. Opinions while black. Houston's most savage podcast, baby. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. Yes. We are opinionated. Yes. And I have to say, I am drunk. <laughs> in case you in case it was not clear. Uh, leading up to now, I am drunk. I am very happy to be here. Uh, and, and Randall's very happy to be here. Coming to America 1988. <laughs> You're dating yourself. But fuck it. It's, no, fuck it. I mean, that's, the, that's, the, that's the best part of being grown. You know Who saying? gives a fuck if you're dating yourself? You've earned the right. It's time for listener letters. All right. Um, David Santiago... As if the world decided to band together and force America to reboot itself as an expansion of another country of its choosing, which country would you want us to be assimilated by, given that we would have to follow their laws and societal standards? <laughs> that nigga was smoking some shit when he asked that question. Damn. That that's what that's a drinking question. Y'all hitting us with the hard hitting joints. Why don't y'all ask us this at the beginning of the show? I mean, Before, in fairness, we really could just do these at the beginning. Of the you know, show. we're more sober. Um, I would say, <laughs> see what you I see un- it. I see it what you what you underestimate is that like. We as Americans, and specifically as Texans, <laughs> are not really taught history well. We're not sure. really taught geography or social studies. Like, we don't really take that shit to heart. So we're not really familiar with other people's customs and shit. Um, with that said... And we're not... And, and also, we're not... We're not socialized to, like, respect anyone else's customs yeah. either. Um, so with that said, I'm going to say Ghana. Really? It has to be an African country. Okay. I want okay. us to be assimilated by an, an African-ass country. Um, um, 
you know, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming, you know, it's very likely that my people came from there. I'm going to assume we came somewhere from the, the west, the coast of West Africa. I'm just going to assume it. Of okay. course, I don't have knowledge of self, so I don't know that shit. Um, but if we're going to expect you to, you're drunk. Yeah, if we're going to reboot America, um, I want us. I want. I want white people to feel what colonization is like. Okay. Um, you know, it's not going to be like that Jay Z produced show that nobody ended up seeing. I think. <laughs> nobody fucking watched the knots and crosses. Where you know, no, nah, we go. Well, I know they speak English in Ghana, but nigga, y'all, y'all gonna learn whatever the native native language y'all is. Y'all learn our shit in Ghana. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm gonna learn that shit. Actually, no, nah, actually, I don't have to learn that shit. Y'all gonna learn that shit though. I, you, okay. So now that you said that, um, maybe I, I don't know if it will be African for me. It will probably, but it would be somewhere in the West Indies, okay. probably like uh, uh, Trinidad. Shit. It's, same African, Trinidad, um, probably. Uh, I, I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking like Guyana. I I'm I'm big on the West in West Indian joints. Yeah, and this is completely selfish of me, but because West Indian women are so fucking I knew was, fine. I knew that was coming. My God, I, he Damien knows. I have I have a thing for West Indian women. I really do. I I grew up around West Indian people um, most of my life uh, because my mom was always friends with West Indian folks. Um, I yeah, it would have to probably it would it would probably be Guyana, Trinidad, uh, Haiti. Oh man, be a man. Don't 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 let me make. You, prominent decisions because it's always going to be because of pussy. You, I was going to say you you hitting all the ports <laughs> of, of greatest oppression. Pretty much, like pretty much. <laughs> the places that white people fucked up the most. And look, and look, <laughs> we assimilate them bitches. Yeah, we assimilate them joints, and we we will improve them. We we make Mississippi the new Haiti for white people. Hell yeah, we need we need one of these fucking West Indian islands. To be the new black mecca, because I we've Atlanta, your black mecca privileges have been taken away because y'all have completely fucked up COVID. <laughs> y'all completely <laughs> fucked up in the pandemic. I mean, Houston's doing bad, but goddamn, Atlanta is just bold and brazen with the shit. I think if I had if I had a second answer, I yeah. would say, I would say one of the Polynesian spots. Um, Ooh. Mainly because um, most of y'all don't even know what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck is out there, um, but I, but I think the culture out in Polynesia is just so different that um, it would be a good change of pace um, if we were able to assimilate um, a lot of their culture and practices. And, and I, I sound like a colonizer as I say that. Um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna back off that and drink some more water. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Keith Cooper asks, "Are you well, okay? Are you ready for Harden to go in uh, to go over in H Town?" Yes, yes. We we talked about Harden. Yes, he can go. Um, it's to, it's time to start over. It's it it's time for a new for a new game plan, new blood. Unask some of this cap room. Get some fresh blood in. I honestly don't care one way or the other. I haven't been a Rockets fan since 1986. 
<laughs> oh um, shit! I I go I I I'm, I actually haven't been a fan fan of a team since the '90s Bulls. I just like I just like players and I like good games. So I don't, I don't I don't give a shit what happens to the Rockets. To be honest, that's fair. I just want them to, to end their whining. That too. That too. I that's the, the Rockets fans are probably why I don't listen to sports radio anymore. And, and I can appreciate I can appreciate Harden's talent. Um, he just he just makes games largely unwatchable to me yeah but i get it um let's see bishop ragtime oh what up bishop asked no seriously how are some of y'all single folks meeting and greeting and dating and falling for each other and fucking during a pandemic because i want in on that shit i do too um no i don't um i i don't want to i don't want to be around any of you people i don't want to be any around any of you people when it's not a pandemic so i don't bishop i genuinely don't understand how anybody's doing this shit in a pandemic i do miss i do miss sex i do i i I will say that much about my business i do miss sex but it ain't worth it y'all suddenly I'm uncomfortable <laughs> sitting next to it, him. It's just, it, it. I don't understand how it's working either. I don't. Um, there, maybe because with me, there's just too much anxiety. Like, times like this, and it's just the, uh, the level of unemployment, and just, there's too much anxiety to be worried about making somebody else fucking happy. But I am normally an anxious, in those regards, an anxious person. I so like maybe to, somebody has to explain it to me. As a married man, I would like to make a counterpoint. As, as a person who has no first-hand knowledge of the situation. Um, I'm curious, though. Because I, I think you touched upon a good point. Uh, I think there is a certain level of prevailing anxiety that people are dealing with right now. And for a lot of people, these aren't to begin with, these aren't healthy mental conditions to even seek a relationship. That's how, yeah. Because a lot of people are are, are seeking some type of escape or solace or validation, it. right? So that that on its own is kind of a, a reason why a lot of y'all should stop looking for relationships. But I, I also, knowing that this is fully impossible, I also wonder. If someone is reasonably adjusted, if two people are reasonably adjusted Mm -hmm. and they take the time now to get to know each other, they also have the opportunity to do so without all the distractions and all the trappings that are normally out there in the regular world. Like, again, this is going to sound like some lame, corny shit. No, 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 cook. Suddenly, walks in the park are among the safest things that you can do. But I know a lot of times, and, and this is just from secondhand information from people who sure. are, you know, on dating apps and whatnot. Sure. Um, most dating under no- normal circumstances kind of resembles Russian roulette, speed dating. You yeah. kind of spin the wheel. You you meet up with some person somewhere. You have coffee. You decide then and there if this is the person. I, I feel like the pandemic flow right now takes you back to again dating myself mm-hmm. pre-internet pre-mobile phone pre a lot of these conveniences that we have where you may actually have to relate to someone 
um, I, I guess on a on a, on another level, without having to pursue all the like the immediate pursuits that you normally have in today's dating experience. Again, walks in the park. Um, keeping it simple. Exactly, keeping it simple. Um, you know, communication without having to be in a place, a public place with distractions, so to speak. Um, I, again, I'm not doing a good job of explaining this because I've no, had two shots. Sense. But I, again, I understand that right now this is probably very impossible. But if I think if two people were pretty adjusted and, and were willing to do so, look, I come from I come from a time where you know I would the only you know before cell phones and shit like that you would call someone and say hey let's meet up somewhere um, and then we sit there and we talk no internet no you know no awkward moments where you're looking down at your phone you know during the quiet times um and you you just sit there and you talk to each other about each other it's weird i'm gonna write a story about it let me let, let me let me just add in here just just so you realize some context randall has also been with his wife most of his adult life yeah i mean the majority you know if if 22 years is the majority that i mean that and and i didn't say that to i didn't say that as a diss that's terrific hit him with hit yourself with the air horns randall Uh, okay one air horn one air horn most of his adult life and uh, you know so that comes that comes with a grain with, with a grain of salt but also a grain of wisdom kind of balance there because you you've you've witnessed it you know you've seen a lot of people rise and fall yeah but being out there in this age i have to tell you it's a different fucking jungle oh i know oh i know um i mean you produce click the comments so i know you know (laughs) (laughs) air horn um uh so yeah i don't my answer is i don't know um Randall's answer is also I don't know, but there's room for some change about the way we do things, can which I, is always. Can a, I make a quick counterpoint to my counterpoint? Do it. If you're gonna be out there, just fuck. That's. I'm never. I'm never gonna say it's a bad I, idea. I'm just. I'm just gonna say like if that's I'm the case. I'm never gonna say it's a bad. If idea. you know what it is, and and again, I, I'm saying this from a point of get you a, a trustworthy quarantine partner. Just get someone that you're gonna smash one time. That too. That too. That just, works just as well. That. Cause that's really what y'all want. Y'all just want to fuck. That is also true. I I I can say being out here, the the level of the, all the conversations are ultimately whether they admit it or not, driven by the level of horniness. I have to say. Um. So that's that. Uh, Jermaine Charles wants to know what's your what's your favorite regional slogan. That thing you yell out when you're in some other town to let people know where you're from, i.e. Detroit what, i.e. you're from the Bronx. Oh, that's easy. Already. Already. <laughs> oh, man. Everybody, everybody, I, you know, when I, go to, when I go to, like, New York, everyone says, oh, man, I can hear your Texas accent. And I swear I don't have one until they play some Texas shit. Yeah. I go, oh, this is, oh what, what go down? What, what it, go down? What it do? What it do, baby? <laughs> um, 
is there an equivalent thing for white folks? Uh, uh, oh, question. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Not Will Smith, white people. Oh, white people. Um, Woo! Okay, yeah, probably. The white yeah, person would. That's about right. Uh, yeah! Yeah, so yeah, that sounds about right. I I I, I get it now. Nigger. Well, no, sorry. <laughs> sorry, that's 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 multi-regional. We're sorry. not supposed to know about that. One. <laughs> um, uh, Greg Black wants to know what, if any, are the procedures for sending liquor from out of town to the podcast. That is the greatest question of the night. That is the letter of the day. Um, there's never anything. I will say I, I I I think Randall has an idea. I think we might have the same idea. Um, whatever liquor it is you want us to try in your neck of the woods, odds are they have that liquor in our neck of the woods. Oh yes. So you can probably call a um a, a real good liquor store, a good liquor store by the way, and you can probably have it. De- you could probably have it delivered to one of us if you get our information. Um. Yeah. Uh, if you pay for it over the phone, they probably usually won't have a problem with that. Um. Look, when AA so. Ron bought us liquor, I I met up with him, and, and you know what I'm saying. Greg Black doesn't live here. Okay. Well, shit. Yeah. Send it how you want. Yeah. <laughs> we take look. We we at home most of the time. It's true. We accept all delivery methods. We will set. We'll accept all delivery methods at this time. COVID has been kind in that regard. Um. So yeah, thank you, uh, thank you for that, Greg Black. And we have one more. One day we're gonna have an all letters episode. It'll be great. It shit gonna be lit. Uh, that that that, that actually might have to be like a live episode too. I agree. <sighs> Somebody suggested that to us, and you know we've just been waiting out COVID, but we might actually make we might actually do a Zoom episode like we'll, that. We'll figure it out. That'll be dope. Uh, first and foremost, I get it's a joke or a stupid. Oh, this is from uh, um, Nyella Catering. Oh, this is Chef. This is Ibersol. Okay. Uh, first and foremost, I get it's a joke or a stupid meme or podcast Twitter fodder, fodder to rile up their respective black cultural bases. And said humor is based almost solely on your relationship to the particular cultural indicators at hand, be it watching the color purple or Boys in the Hood playing spades, dominoes, eating chitlins, or however you like your fucking grits. All that to say, I get it. So my question is this. When are we going to dead or quell the ideas of exclusionary blackness with regards to the almost insular, monolithic nature of those same cultural indicators? Spades, cinema, black cinema, dominoes, etc. You're not black if you haven't insert shit all black people must do or i'm gonna need you to see your black card because insert shit all black people must do now i ask this question knowing full well that i am an anomaly when it comes to many of those same black cultural indicators whether i would whether i would eventually grow to explore engage engage with them or not this isn't about me looking into the proverbial barbershop asking to get in i'm perfectly fine with my black so don't at me I ask more in terms of like hopeful observational awareness of believing that we, the blacks, are every fucking thing, right? We're not monolithic for good reasons. We exist everywhere. We do everything. So the idea of how we should so the idea of how we both celebrate the eclectivity of blackness while simultaneously chastising it for the sake of 
I don't know, tradition or exclusivity, just feels like a, just feels stupid and counterproductive. Like really, y'all, can we can we evolve a bit a, a bit maybe, or we as a collective destined to recycle these tired trope one-liners memes until the end of time, no matter how some of us wish or choose to identify our black uh, thoughts. Best chef. Sorry for being all wordy and shit. I blame poets. Always blame poets. I get it, man. I, I, I've been there. He realizes that we drink, right? He does. All right. Uh, okay. I think, although, yes, there is a dark side to it, I think that there is something to be said about the camaraderie behind some of the well-intentioned camaraderie behind some of these things. Mm -hmm. I think there's something to be said for being able to start a line to a, to some well-known black cinema and having everybody in the room be able to finish it. There was a, there's this great video on YouTube somewhere of people at a paint and sip and they started playing. Can we talk by Tevin Campbell? Can we talk? When I say Everyone in the fucking venue was painting, sipping, and singing this fucking song in unison. And it was the most amazing display of black joy I have ever seen in my life. I, I, I think there's something. I think in a, in a time when we, are in, we feel like an endangered species, when horrible shit is... I think there's something to be said for that. I just... I do. And I understand that... I, okay, I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get on a soapbox because we've talked a lot this episode, but I I think I think there's a value there um, that should not be dismissed out of hand. I agree. I um, I was gonna make almost the same point that you did in that um, I don't I don't feel like I, I feel like the the monolithic perspective of the black experience becomes an issue when it's used um to denigrate to, yeah to denigrate um one thing that i will say is that as as black people we have a set of shared experiences um a, a set of shared cultural um um practices and traditions that no other group in america has we have a very unique experience that no one else in America has, no one can replicate, and no one will ever understand. Um, you know, you mentioned the popular cultural references. That's one thing. Um, I, I, every few years, my friends and I get into a discussion about some of the traditions that get passed down that you don't even think about, like, Remember when kids used to do like the little cheers and shit when we were little and they used to do Hollywood not swinging, Hollywood yeah. not swinging. How does everybody know that shit from <laughs> my fucking age to today? <laughs> Miss Mary Mac, 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 all dressed in. How does everybody know that shit? And that's a purely black experience. And the fact that I can just I can just speak the first few lines of it and you know exactly what the what the fuck I'm talking about highlights that point. So when we talk about for example, spades and dominoes and shit like that, and, and and how niggas don't follow the rules of Uno, and we do our own shit with it. That 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 is, those are the things that bind us. And even though we joke about how, nigga, if you don't know how to play spades, don't even come to the table with it. That's not really divisive. 
That's just that's just a cultural practice. We're going to teach you how to play yeah, fucking space. Right. We're, we're going to teach you. We're just going to give you a hard time because that's what we got to do. We got to run you. And to go a, just a tad deeper, I always say, I, I keep saying I'm not going to go too deep in the weeds. To go a tad deeper than that, there is there is a a a silent, unsaid importance of being able to have those inside jokes mm-hmm. among the culture that that kind of that kind of puts you at ease with each other, right? And indicate to white people that you're not invited here we have to mm-hmm. it's us making our own spaces and yes sometimes sometimes people are fucking mean yeah. and sometimes people are mean and sometimes people are un. Uh, so I, I hate the gatekeeper term and mm-hmm. some because some people just want to hold the microphone and they don't care about the culture yeah i agree i and i think that it does go to the detriment of people that are more eclectic than that mm-hmm I I know I have been one of them for a lot of my life. Yeah. Um, I was the only black kid I knew who knew what Dungeons and Dragons was. Well, I w- and I was I was going to speak to that because when it when it comes to that, again, the perception of of monolithic culture, um, I've noticed that about the circle of people that I associate with, and I include myself in that. In that, you know, a lot of times growing up, yes, I was I was actually. Um, ostracized is a little too strong of a term, but I was teased. I will say, for you know, either talking white or not being quite into the same things that a lot of you know, right. a lot of my fellow Negroes were into. Um, I went to I went to very diverse schools from third grade on up. Um, you went to Bel Air High School. I went I to Lamar did. High School. Two very very diverse, very non-black. High schools, but but you know, also very diverse, and we had you know, we developed a, a range of interests. Shit, our two big black asses were sitting in the middle of Comic Palooza one year, one recording a podcast, podcast. <laughs> about comic books and shit. <laughs> you know, so I, I do think that we each have to find our ways of, of of really just celebrating the things that we like that don't necessarily have to be. And 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 the thing is, I don't think we do it. In deference, or or you know, in a in a stance against being black and monolithic, it's just who we are, right? And you can't whoop our ass, so you're not also gonna, true. So you're not gonna do anything about also it. Also true. But I I, I do I, I firmly understand where Shep is coming from because again, growing up, there are people who, you know, my friends growing up would always fuck with me about different things that they right. were into that I was not into, um, and it's it's it's. It's just part. I, I imagine it's part of any culture, and I think it's. And I also think it's kind of a. And we can wrap it up here. It just mm-hmm. is kind of a knee jerk reaction to the fact that white people have so many systems in place mm-hmm. to keep us out. Yeah, it has so many systems in place to where they know one another, and they know where they come from, mm-hmm. and they can and 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 they can they can know. That we're not allowed just by looking at us. Mm-hmm. We, I think we uh, we unintentionally create these systems amongst our culture to yep. keep them out. Because they're not going to beat our heads in spades. They're not going to fuck with us in dominoes. And they're not going to fuck with us when we play by our rules in Uno. In Uno. 
I guarantee goddamn tea. You can read the directions in that fucking box if you want to. I'm going to show you how we play it. You're still going to get your head bust with all these draw fours at one time. <laughs> Fuck the bullshit. Um, but, yeah, I think that's something to think about. And, I think, and this was actually a really good question, and I think this is something that worth revisiting at some point. Yeah. Oh, we probably will revisit this at some point because this definitely speaks to something that we've experienced. Yeah. Um, so, definitely, thank you, Chef, Jermaine, Keith, Bishop, Greg Black, David, all you guys. Thank you so much for your questions. Uh, you know what to do. Opinionswhilblackgmail.com. Um, These questions get better every week. They do, man. Y'all are really trying to fucking challenge us here. This is like this is like stump the drunk niggas. <laughs> uh, but now, most importantly, it's time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut up! Runner-up. We have a runner-up. One Shad Moss, a.k.a. Bow Wow. Um, so, Bow Wow feels a way about uh, older rappers um, uh, and, and their attitude towards uh, the, young, the young rappers. As a matter of fact, I will just go ahead and read it right here. Um, I hate all these pop-ups on this blog site that I won't name. As an older rapper in a young man's body. <laughs> uh, here it is. Some of these older guys are starting to look like haters. You post to you not post to understand the music, but let's pray. Yes, he said pose. P O S E. You not post to understand the music, but let's praise these young artists for making a way for themselves. Some of y'all old ass have to accept that it's over and find a new way to continue on your legacy. Doesn't look good on y'all's resume. I'm all for what's going on. I love what these young brothers is doing. Keep it up, you guys. You are now the future of this business, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, I do agree that Old heads should shut the fuck up and let the young head and, yet, and let the young people cook. Mm-hmm. Climb out of their asses a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think you are supposed to understand the music, and that's the problem: is that people are listening for the wrong things. A lot of these young rappers, and not all of them, but a lot of the ones that people draw attention to, are really try, are really are really expressing real shit to y'all. The whole thing about the pills and the and and the addictions, mm-hmm. that's these that's these kids crying crying out to y'all to let y'all know that this is how they dealing with the real world, and that the real world is so fucked up. Mostly because the generation before them left it fucked up. Yeah. That this is that this is that that this is how they're coping. You had you had your ways of coping. You motherfuckers in the eighties can't say shit. All of y'all live through crack. Don't get that twisted. Yeah. So one, I think I think they are supposed to listen. I, I think they are supposed to understand the music. Two, if we're talking about older rappers, let's be honest. If we're going by the traditional model of pop culture, Bow Wow is an older rapper. He's 33 years old. By the traditional model, he should have aged out. Four years ago. He's been in the game for 20 years. So he's actually on an accelerated program. He's on like his third season. Yeah. Um, I don't think the old heads have to accept that it's over. 
I think we're past the point in the digital era, and I think in the era of where you can just put your shit out and you don't have to wait to get put on, mm-hmm. you don't have to admit that it's over. As a matter of fact, of the past 10 or 15 years, me and Randall were talking about this. Of the past 15 years, most of the rappers that have been the top sellers have been over 30. Late 30s, early 40s. Jay-Z, Eminem, Kanye, Rick Ross, 2 Chains, Kendrick. Kendrick. In his mid thirties, mid thirties, okay, yeah, but yeah, and these are the guys who are at the top of the food chain, you know, in terms of making music. Who has the number one podcast out right now? Joe Button. Joe Button. He is forty. So let's not act like. As a matter of fact, if if you had to age out of this game, Conway would not be would would not be producing at his top content. True. Very true. Um, so let's be honest. Uh, Bow Wow, Bow Wow has a point, but also doesn't know shit about shit. So he should shut the fuck up. Shut up. Number three is Kiki Palmer. We actually missed this one a couple weeks back. Okay. Kiki Palmer tweeted that um, she tweeted this stupid shit talking about what if you can only buy healthy food with your EBT card. Um. What if you never did Aquila in the B? <laughs> Would you be shit right now? <laughs> has has he had a good movie up. since Aquila and the Bee? And no, the stripper movie with Jennifer Lopez and Cardi B in it does not count. Um, is anybody watching that talk show with Michael Strahan? Um, these are all questions. Um, why are rich people so obsessed with what poor people are doing? That's another question. Why can't rich people put the same energy they put into these condescending tweets? Why can't they put that same energy into, oh, I don't know, helping the fucking community during a pandemic, during one of the greatest economic crashes of our time? Right. These are also questions. Why can't you put some, put some action to that fucking lip service? That's another question. Why is she worried about that shit? Another question. Like, how, how does that shit even affect you? Like, if you're not going to help, why can't you just mind your business? That's another question. You know, why, that's like me saying, why, 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 are, why are homeless people sleeping in tents? Are you about to buy them a fucking house? Why can't they find somewhere else to sleep? Are you going to find that somewhere else to sleep for them? See? See how questions work? These are all questions. But just because you thought a question doesn't mean you always have to express the question, especially not to the to the underclass of people that propped you up and made you who you are. Mm. I am so fucking sick of rich people talking about what I shouldn't shouldn't fucking be doing. And shout out to that other podcast that I want. And by the way, shout out to that other podcast that I won't fucking name going off on people about buying PS5s. Fuck you. Shit, I'm trying to get one. Fuck a, fuck a pandemic. Oh, you're spending that money in a pandemic? Guess what? If they got it to spend during a pandemic, it must not be hurting their pockets any. Bitch. So shut the fuck up and mind your fucking business. That goes for that goes for those podcasters. I am, conce- I am concerned and convinced that there is becoming just an audience to listen to people that don't know shit about shit. They should all shut the fuck up. 
And you, Kiki Palmer, should shut the fuck up talking to us black, talking to us poor people. Shut up. Keep making mid movies. Shut up. Number two, hmm. Tucker Carlson. Just because it's always fun to rag on someone, a grown man who wears a bow tie. Um, Tucker Carlson, uh, I don't even know what the fuck to call him anymore. I don't, I don't have a good enough joke for Tucker Carlson. Um, Tucker Carlson, who, from what I can, from what I can tell, is the equivalent of butter. IQ of a handball. I don't have a good Tucker Carlson joke. I, I just I've I've run out of like he's not even relevant at this point. I, well, Fox News was he ever not relevant? I mean, so ever. So Tucker Carlson rips on uh, Yamiche Alcindor, who is an MSNBC con- contributor, who had um, some poignant things to say about the Trump administration. And their refusal to fold and their desperation uh, in the face of defeat. And Tucker Carlson decided that Alcindor, who has like two degrees, mm-hmm. um, didn't understand grammar. And that, the, well, let me tell you something. When you get your shit off so hardcore that the only thing somebody can say about you is that you have bad grammar, which she didn't. Which professors on Twitter actually got on and broke down her sentence and was like, I don't see anything wrong with it. But when the, the only thing somebody can say about you is that you have bad grammar. That was the equivalent of, can you whip my ass? Exactly. Like, you don't have shit to say, but I can run faster than you. You know? <laughs> and and you and it turns out you can't. You can't. Um, why don't you leave black women alone? I know... I know your 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 cohort Jason Whitlock has given has given you the green light um, to have opinions about what black people do, but we didn't give Jason Whitlock the the green light to say shit about what black people do because Jason Whitlock doesn't know what black people do outside of Pornhub because that's all he can move his little his sausage fingers to type. Get that. Anything, anything else, he breaks out in a sweat of uh, 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 white gravy. <laughs> oh, man. See, I, I'm trying to avoid additional Jason Whitlock slander, man. Y'all need to cut off his DoorDash pass. Maybe he takes was- his blood pressure. The machine just says, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stopped. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stop. stop. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm gonna stop. This this ain't a Jason Whitlock week. This is not a Jason Whitlock moment. We're I'm not a, gonna make it a Jason I'm, Whitlock I'm, I'm moment. The, this is not a Jason Whitlock week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take another week off from him. All this to say, leave black women alone. Tucker Carlson has always been trash. So he he Tucker Carlson among he wears a bow tie. Just about anybody on television is the least competent quote unquote journalist that I've ever seen. Because I he's him and and that Ingraham bitch or whatever never. <laughs> I call her a bitch. <laughs> Fuck it. Ingraham. I'm not. Is that a name? Laura Ingram. Well, who gives a Ingraham fuck? bitch. <laughs> who gives a fuck? Um, like, they, they never actually respond to the context of what people are saying. 
They always respond to some type of aesthetic that has nothing to do with the actual content. A bullshit technicality. And even when Dr. Elcinder said what she said, he just kind of like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> grammar much? Which is basically what he said. Grammar much? Um, you know, I can't even understand it. Talking about conspiracy, I'm like, I'm looking. I heard the same thing you heard. She didn't say shit about conspiracy. She said, she, all she said was, the dude whose dick you're sucking says this kind of shit, which is backed accurate. by fact. Yeah, which like is it's, accurate. It's, it's accurate. So, uh, it's like, I, I can't even. Tucker Carlson should just stop. It's just, just stop, man. Like he, and he's, it's even an outdated racism. Like, yeah. By all by all standards over on the over on the right, Tommy Loren should have taken his place by now. Right. At least Tommy Loren, she'll she'll still kinda get a rise out of her little stupidity. It's true. Like, Tucker, your your bars are outdated, man. Like oh so so to tie this back to, to Bow Wow <laughs> I feel like if you're gonna be a racist, at least like at least embrace some new racism. It's true. You know, you using shit. What what y'all don't understand is like, because Bow Wow's going from an outdated model, right? So is Tucker Carlson. So is Tucker Carlson. You know, Tucker Carlson is the Bow Wow of Fox News. <laughs> so my point is, <laughs> and what y'all don't understand about black folks is, like we've we've heard all this shit before. So it's kind of like when y'all try to insult us, it's like, oh okay, get get your bars up, but. Okay, it's the it's the Eminem Eight Mile thing. Yeah, like we've heard it all. Yeah, what you? Oh, okay. tell me something new. You talking about my grammar? All right. Oh, good. Same okay. Old shit. Good. Good for you. Hey. You want a fucking cookie? No, go to Tommy Lee Rand. Like Tommy Lee Rand, she she still says some old tired shit, but at least she does it in a way that still gets people annoyed a little bit. Tucker, you just look pathetic, my nigga. It's true. You're 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 at least in your fifties with a bow tie. The the Alfred B Newman. So shut the fuck up and figure out a new fucking tie because we all know it's a clip on. Shut up! It's not smart enough to tie a tie. No. And the number one person, speaking of people who can't tie who can't tie one on, Chris Christie. Ooh. Chris Christie, a name that I didn't think I'd say for a long time. The live action Humpty Dumpty. The real life fat Tony from The Simpsons. motherfucking sweat sour cream <laughs> so um this nigga's blood type is hot dog water <laughs> oh so the mucinex man's cousin from boston <laughs> this from man, boston this man's penis has a natural tuck to it <laughs> COVID didn't win because it had to work too hard to get right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Chris Christie has decided stick a stop the Jersey Turnpike by laying down. <laughs> uh, oh man. Okay. Um uh, so Chris Christie has decided that he is that he is on the side of the Angels. Uh, yet again, now that uh, before, when Trump would not relent and would not uh, give up his transition power, um, 
Chris Christie decided that his lawsuits were egregious, and because and because and because I was a I was once a prosecutor, um, I know all about the law. He, he, he never he he cannot get through a conversation without mentioning that he is a fucking prosecutor that he used to be a prosecutor, um, or without taking several breaths. <laughs> And this is egregious, and and he is he, he he is an embarrassment to the process. Trump was an embarrassment for four fucking years. You hated him during the, you hated him during the the primary debates when you were debating against him. You hated him when he when he got sworn in, and when he and once he in the first hundred days you were, you did not stop sucking his dick. We all saw it. We all saw it. All the internet is not written in pencil, Chris Christie. My God, we all saw you sucking this man's dick relentlessly. Don't act like don't act like you're on our side now. We don't want you over here. Get the fuck away, get the fuck away from us. And by the way, you're not saying anything new that the rest of the party hasn't already said because the rest of the party's sick of him too. You just want more TV time. And you just want to you just want to prolong your fifteen minutes. And this is the thing. This is the thing with these coward ass fucking Republicans. Remember when this motherfucker shut down the whole beach because he's the only person that could fit on it at one time. <laughs> this man was trying to get a tan. They kept trying to push him back in the water. <laughs> Leave me alone, Greenpeace. This motherfucker so fat. Uh, this motherfucker so fat. The sun takes two days to tan this nigga. Whoa! It's <laughs> a lot of no. surface area, man. Oh man, Chris Christie, stop it. We don't need you. You are a detriment. You are a detriment. You are an embarrassment. And don't don't pretend that you were always on our side. Now that it's fashionable. Now that the Trump era is ending, and you are a rat from a sinking fucking ship. Go down with the band playing. Fuck you. I mean, if he's on the ship. <laughs> you mean having, he's the glacier? It's having a hard enough time staying afloat. <laughs> uh, oh, man. He, he knows that he's about to be out that paint. As soon as as soon as soon New Jersey. His 15 minutes are up. Yeah, it's a wrap. They have, they have suffered him long enough. Um, the, the candidates are only getting more competent against him and it's just a matter of time i don't think he's i don't think he survives midterms <laughs> don't, don't do it. <laughs> he doesn't i i don't think he's gonna survive midterms i'll be honest with you i mean it's almost over it it might be due to high blood pressure <laughs> oh shit I just, I just, you just you just you just through the alley food we need food <laughs> Um, so yeah, shut the fuck up, Chris Christie. Fuck you. Honestly, fuck you. Um, shut up! D. Randall, have we done a podcast? Oh, we did. We did the fuck out of a podcast. Guys, thank you so much. As always, we, we always appreciate you listening. We appreciate you sticking with us through these tough times. As we always say, we're going to be here. We're going to be here to help you get through this. We will be here. We, we... Yeah, more and more nowhere and else to go nowhere for some reason y'all niggas do y'all gotta figure that out <laughs> we don't um as always um guys 
more and more this is becoming a community this is becoming a family and that's I, that's the thing that i think i appreciate the most about opinions while black is that it feels like we know you motherfuckers and a lot of times we do yeah. um but outside of that uh, for the new listeners and the listeners that keep coming in, it feels like we know y'all because y'all. It feels like y'all really want to know us. Um, just as evident by some of these wacky ass questions. I know David Santiago got to chill because <laughs> we out here drinking and shit. Um, guys, we really appreciate this from the bottom of our hearts. So, like I said, we're gonna be here. We're gonna keep being here. We we will be back next week. Oh, church announcements, D. Randall. Nah, y'all just, um, you know, try to celebrate Thanksgiving without getting your family sick. Please. That's it. Please. Um, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy whoever you do get to spend time with safely. Because um, we, we want to see y'all, because when all this is over, we want to be able to see y'all and link up and hug y'all and hopefully have y'all on the show at some point. Um. So we love y'all, and we say this. We say these things because we care. Um, until then, we'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Until then, this has been episode one fifteen yep. of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. I am still D. Randall, as always, forever imparting titties. Get your merch. Opinions While Black. Threatless. Com. Oh.